You're listening to Ohio After Row. I'm Amy Eddings. June 21st, 2022. The U.S. Supreme Court has not yet released the opinion that will decide the fate of Roe. Outside the Northeast Ohio Women's Center, anti-abortion protesters call out to patients as they arrive for their appointments. We have free help. It's God's baby. It's God's baby, not yours. Not your baby. It's God's God gives life, not man's. Might have been part of it, but God gives babies. God gives life. Darlene Moss holds a sign that reads, Pro-life is pro-black. Moss doesn't see an end to her campaign against abortion, even if Roe falls and Ohio's nine abortion clinics close. What I think is a win is that it be finished, and I believe it's finished. I am not going to be playing games about this thing. Are you going to be, are you going to be back here? Yeah, but I got a different sign. What's the sign then? It's going to say God will provide and he will. Another protester, Rita Vitali, says she's been coming out here once a week for the last 7 years to do what she calls sidewalk counseling. Offer them some free help, mm-hmm. options, let them know how valuable they are being a life on this earth and how valuable their children are, even if it's going to be hard. Every day I offer to adopt a baby as well. I'm, I'm willing to do that. I can adopt a, a baby that's slotted to die today. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever taken you up on your offer? No, they just give, some give me a, a big smile and look me right in the eyes to see if I'm serious. And I am, and I am. Babies are easy, and so are children. It's, this isn't hard to raise our children. I ask her what she will do if Roe is overturned and the clinic closes. Oh, we help the women who are now empowered to carry their children. We'll direct more money to, you know, pregnancy centers if that's where the money's needed. But we'll still need to fight uh, this injustice. Three days later, the Supreme Court does overturn Roe v. Wade. This sets in motion new restrictions in Ohio. Right now, the Heartbeat Law's six-week abortion limit is not in effect. A judge has suspended it while abortion clinics challenge its legality. They say it violates the state constitution. For the three months it was in force, the Heartbeat Law rocked abortion clinics and their patients. But it also created new uncertainty for those who've worked for years to end abortion. Ohio Right to Life's Mike Gonadakis. To be very frank, I, I was um, fearful, worried, you know, because you're hoping for a day to come and it's here, you know, it, it's really here. And then, then the first thing I said to myself is, are we ready? You know, are we prepared? Ganadakis says the state has entered uncharted territory where agencies may need to help even more pregnant women and their families. Data from the Ohio Department of Health show there were nearly 22,000 abortions in 2021. Most of the patients were single women in their 20s. About 60 percent already had children. While Ohio doesn't gather information on patients' income, the Guttmacher Institute does. It's a research organization that supports abortion rights. Its 2014 National Survey of Abortion Patients found 75 percent were low-income. This means a ban on abortion after six weeks of pregnancy will likely affect low-income single moms the most. 
many will need financial help caring for their babies. On the day the Supreme Court threw out Roe, Governor Mike DeWine released a video statement suggesting that, yes, the state was ready. Ohio is already investing more than a billion dollars to provide prenatal care, parenting classes, mentoring, education, and nutrition assistance to pregnant mothers and their families. But there's so much more to be done, so much work that remains. And so today I ask you, my fellow Ohioans, to work together with me to focus on these issues and commit ourselves to the health and success of Ohio families. DeWine said no matter where Ohioans stand on abortion, they should be able to come together on ways to support pregnant women, new moms, and babies. While we may disagree vehemently on some things, we can still find common ground in other things. And so let us now find that common ground, roll up our sleeves, dig deep, join together in solving the problems that we all agree must be solved. DeWine believes one solution is pregnancy centers. Since DeWine took office four years ago, he's directed $15.3 million to them. The Ohio legislature appropriated an additional $3 million last December. Pregnancy centers are nonprofit, faith-centered organizations serving people with unplanned pregnancies. They offer free pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, and counseling. They also provide free parenting classes and baby supplies. The governor praised them during an appearance on The Bill Cunningham Show on 700 WLW in Cincinnati. You know, they're in every part of the state. There's over 100 of them. They're doing the Lord's work by reaching out and sometimes becoming parents uh, or becoming friends uh, of, of, of people who come in there and just giving them help and assistance. So these are all things that I think, Bill, we all should be able to agree on. But people don't agree on pregnancy centers. Like most everything about abortion in America, they're controversial. Leah, could you open this door for me, please? It's locked on the other side. Gina Benino is giving me a tour of Heartbeat of Toledo. It's a pregnancy center, and she's the executive director. This is where we do pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, options counseling. So as you can tell when you walk in, Everything is done very much on purpose from like the lighting to the colors to offer a sense of safety, security, you know, not a cold, sterile doctor's office. So for my radio audience, describe yeah. what this room is like. Oh, it is, it reminds you of a counseling office. It's dim lights, it's soft colors, it is extremely comfortable uh, furniture. <laughs> um, I'm, sound, seeing, I'm seeing big yes. black leather comfy chairs yes. and sound machine, you know, with some, some tranquil waves going in the background. Um, from the moment they walk in the doors, we want them to get that sense of like calm, you know, an escape from all the outside stressors and influences and just come be a place of safety where they can just be. Heartbeat of Toledo was founded in 1971 before abortion became legal nationwide. Heartbeat International is now a global nonprofit with 3,000 affiliates. Its website says its programs are consistent with biblical and orthodox Christian ethics and teachings. Still, Benino says they steer clear of anything overtly religious, like Bibles in the waiting room. We are not a religious organization. We are not a political organization. So we stay away from anything that would lead clients to think that. 
Benino shows me another room where the lighting is low. There's a candle on a side table. She says this is where staff members talk to pregnant women about their options. Abortion, adoption, and parenting. It's not just a decision on whether I want to keep this baby or not, whether I want to be a mom or not. It's so much more. It's either, you know, the relationship that I'm in or finances or it's daycare or it's I'm living in my car and it's like a housing issue. So can we connect you with food banks? Can we connect you with housing and things that are outside of our walls that may help you make this decision? Benino says her staff does not coerce a woman into making a choice. She knows that's not what some people might think. You know, everyone makes their assumptions, you know, and groups people together. Uh, but we are really adamant about that, you know, letting the women know we're here to support you. At the end of the day, it's your decision. After counseling comes the ultrasound. Like all of Heartbeat of Toledo services, it's free. The ultrasound tends to be the most emotional part of the appointment, you know, that's where things really get real. Anti-abortion advocates put great stock in ultrasounds. They say a woman is less likely to get an abortion after seeing her developing baby. It's why some states, including Ohio, require abortion clinics to offer a patient the opportunity to see the ultrasound before the procedure. On its website, Heartbeat of Toledo says it does not provide abortion or abortion referrals. Some critics of pregnancy centers say they mislead women into thinking they will help them get an abortion. The center's website also has a list of staff that includes registered nurses, licensed social workers, and certified sonographers. Benino says they use these credentialed workers to counter critics who call pregnancy centers fake medical clinics. In its 2020 annual report, Heartbeat of Toledo says nearly all of its clients chose not to have an abortion. You know, if you're talking about the best possible outcome, I mean, what is most celebrated, it's that life. It's that mom choosing life because she wants to, you know. But at the end of the day, no matter what she decides, it is her option, no judgment to her. Benino says the center strives to make women feel comfortable and in control. That effort was undermined while the heartbeat law was in force. What we are seeing now is more panic. Whereas before we may have seen a client who is exploring her options and she feels she has time to explore her options. Now there's this pressure to, I have to hurry up and make this decision before that six week mark. Was that a surprise to you that this is what happened? It's not a surprise. It's something that saddens me because this overturn has been celebrated by so many, but I am seeing the other side of it. And what many celebrate, we're seeing the effects of that. And it's devastating. It's devastating because women are rushing into a decision and not taking the time to consider all of their options. Benino wants her clients to take their time. Just reminding women, you know, every state is different. You know, you're to not make a rash decision based on Ohio, you know, specifically, but you have time. I mean, they do. They have time because a well thought out, a well informed decision has a lower risk of being regretted than something I rush into based on a situational stressor. Gina Benino was drawn to this work because of her experience with unplanned pregnancies. 
Benino, who is 36, first became pregnant at 19. Abortion never entered her mind. She had two more children, then a fourth with a new partner. Then she became pregnant again with twins. Her partner didn't want six children. She had a choice, get an abortion or raise six kids by herself. So I ran numbers on what I could afford. And when I was looking at housing for seven, me and six kids, you know, I went and looked at a couple. I'm like, okay, can I do this? Like looking at a couple places and there were bars on the window. I, I saw two drug deals go down. I was like, what environment would I have to put my other four children in to keep these two? And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. And even, even in that moment, I wasn't sure. I was unsure the whole process through it. And yeah, looking back at it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's a very real experience, you know? So it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing. It's not that I didn't know the value of life. I knew, and that's what made it so hard. So I felt in that moment I was doing what was best for those four children to follow through. Benino says she worries other women may do what she did and choose abortion based on fear. Fear of disapproval, fear of abandoning educational or career goals, fear of parenting, fear of financial insecurity. Benino says Heartbeat of Toledo tries to address those concerns. And if women decide to bring their pregnancies to term, she says the center can provide emotional and material support. It offers maternity clothes, diapers, wipes, formula, cribs, and other supplies for children from infancy to age two. Clients earn these items by taking free parenting classes. Last year, 43 clients completed the two-year parenting course. The center threw a graduation party. There was cake, heart-shaped balloons, and graduation certificates. Who's the graduate? Are you the graduate? I am. You are. Okay, I saw it over here. Congratulations. Thank you. Celestine Allen is here with her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Allen says she did not come to Heartbeat of Toledo for pregnancy counseling. She came for the class and the free supplies. I was actually eight weeks pregnant with her when I started the class, so I enjoyed it. What'd you learn? Well, how to contain her tantrum. Would you recommend this to a friend? Most definitely. Especially if they can't really afford much of anything for their baby, take the class. You know, you give give cool stuff and stuff, you know what I mean? Heartbeat of Toledo was amazing. Another graduate is Haley Jones. She's the mother of six. Age range? We have a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and a newborn. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. Jones says she sought out Heartbeat of Toledo knowing she was going to have her baby. I wouldn't say there was any concerns just trying to um, find some like local resources. So it wasn't like you were considering abortion? And no, no, no. No, no, no. Nothing like that. No. Pregnancy centers are not just dealing with pregnancies. They're dealing with poverty. Sociologist Alexandra Kissling says material support is a big part of what these centers do. Kissling is the lead author of a recent study of the services offered by what she calls crisis pregnancy centers. She spent time at eight centers in Ohio. They really didn't do very much of what they called options counseling. 
And in fact, some of the people who worked there craved that. They felt that, you know, this is what I actually got into this service to do is to talk to people about abortion. She says this agenda is what makes crisis pregnancy centers, or CPCs, problematic. Their help is short term. It comes with strings. It can also come with a strong religious quality to it as well. Many of the CPCs that I researched offered Bible study as a way to purchase the material goods you needed like diapers. And I feel like that is deeply problematic for the state to be providing money to organizations that have an anti-abortion and an explicitly religious bent to them. Kissling's study notes researchers have found some pregnancy centers make false or misleading claims about abortion risks. Planned Parenthood says they have a shady, harmful agenda. The Guttmacher Institute calls them a public health concern. So does the Reverend Terry Williams, an abortion rights advocate. He's the pastor of Orchard Hill United Church of Christ in Chillicothe. Frankly, I end up counseling a lot of people who interact with these folk and later find that they have really felt uh, manipulated or abused. People who a year, two, three years after interacting with a crisis pregnancy center now have children that they cannot take care of because these people made this sound like it was going to be such an easy choice to parent a child and now they've disappeared from their lives. Williams says the state should take the money it spends on pregnancy centers and invest it in maternal health care services, birth control subsidies, and rural health equity initiatives. Others say it should go to community health clinics or to increase welfare benefits. Kelly Copeland is executive director of Pro-Choice Ohio, an abortion rights advocacy group. She says the debate over resources misses a larger point. All the social services in the world are not a substitute for abortion access. Some people just simply cannot handle bringing a child into this world for lots of very good reasons. Despite the concerns about pregnancy centers, they stand to get more taxpayer money in the near future. Governor DeWine and conservative lawmakers see pregnancy centers as partners in the state's effort to meet what may be a growing demand for help. Observers of Ohio's legislature think redistricting has played a part in Ohio's abortion restrictions. The process is absolutely clear. You get the abortion policies that your map allows. Gerrymandering and abortion laws next time on the final episode of Ohio After Row. Ohio After Row was reported and written by me, Amy Eddings. Kate Smith is our editor. Wendy McManaman is our fact checker. Matthew Hancock created our music and sound design. Mike McIntyre is our executive editor. Natalie Pillsbury is our director of strategic content initiatives. Ohio After Row is a production of IdeaStream Public Media. This documentary was made possible by a grant from the Dr. Donald J. Goodman and Ruth Weber Goodman Philanthropic Fund of the Cleveland Foundation.